to another week it is rick six season three episode 13 we're back with the nfl picks it is week 13 like i was saying we're back with glad hill glad hill welcome back how you been man i'm doing well just i mean i'm looking at the slate for this week's game got a couple really good ones i mean that afc is pretty crazy to me just because there's only um no kidding yeah there's only one team with three losses or correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think there's only one team with three losses or less and that's the Ravens. Every other team has four losses or more. I don't know what the number is. I think it's like 11 or 12 AFC teams that are above 500, though. So there's a lot of teams in that, you know, between seven and four, eight and four ish, and six and five, or six and six, or, or you know, right, right at that 500 range. So there's a lot of teams there. You know, obviously, another big week where I think teams are going to start to maybe separate themselves a little bit. You look at the Colts, you know, having an opportunity to get above 500 between the Texans. You look at uh, Chargers, Bengals is a big one. Bengals are seven and four and are, and are ready to really make a December push. You know, for the first time in a while, their defense is playing with a lot of confidence right now. And then that run game with Joe Mixon has been great. So, but then you know the Chargers on the other side at six and five. You know they could. You know this could be a huge win for them too. They can you know pull it off on the road in Cincinnati. And then there's uh yeah Washington football team versus the Raiders. I mean Washington might be one of the hotter teams in the league right now. People might push back on that, you know, saying that they're not really that great of a team, that they're just kind of on a hot stretch, that Taylor Heineke's this, Taylor Heineke's that. They don't have Chase Young anymore. I get it, but they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. That Seahawks win was, you know, I know the Seahawks are pretty depleted right now, but that's still a big win for them. Ravens-Steelers, a big divisional game. Ravens are 8-3, and three, technically the, the AFC's number one seed, but it certainly doesn't feel like that. I think you look at their team, look at the way they've been playing, they don't feel like they're the best team in the AFC. But certainly a lot of football to be played. And of course, I miss the biggest game of the week. Patriots Bills, Monday night football. That's the that's, one. That's gonna be crazy, man. You got eight and four New England, seven and four Buffalo. Yeah, winner of this game will 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 be the leaders of the uh of the AFC East. So many fireworks with that game. So just uh, excited to get into that one as well. So yeah, no, we got some great games this week. Some big games for a lot of teams. This is the point in the season where, like you said, some teams start separating. And then also teams are going to get eliminated this week. So, you know, you still got the Lions who are 0-10-1. I know they let you down on Thanksgiving last week, Gledhill, but they're still technically not eliminated. And actually, I was, you know, I was texting you earlier in the week and I was saying, Gledhill, I there, there's still a chance that the Lions could make the playoffs. Crazy enough. Now, are they going to? No. I mean, they still haven't even won a freaking game for crying out loud. But I looked up different scenarios of how they can make the playoffs, watch a couple of analysts talk about it, and Apparently, like a lot of things have to happen. There are 62 ways that they could be eliminated this week. So just one game, just like that, they could be done like that. So it, it doesn't even matter. You know, obviously a lot of crazy things would happen, but 
I, I recommend checking out the, the ESPN playoff machine. Uh, you go to ESPN.com slash NFL slash playoff slash machine. You can really look at all the scenarios of where the teams are going to finish. They give you about the last like five, six weeks of the season. You can click on every game and it shows you what seed they finish. And so I like messing around with that. I actually got the Lions in the playoffs. So I thought that was kind of cool. It, it's just fun to mess around with it and everything. And yeah, I recommend, yeah. you know, just playing around with that. So. I thought it was funny when you sent me that, uh, that, you know, what if, you know, the Lions still technically have a chance if all these other things, all the dominoes fall in their favor, you know, the NFC like more in all likelihood, you know, an eight and nine team could get in the playoffs. And, you know, there's certain circumstances where this, you know, a six, 10 and one Lions team could get in, which would be pretty crazy. Also, uh, this week, episode three of man in the arena aired on Tuesday. I, um, during my free time, I, uh, went ahead and watched that, you know, definitely trying to keep up with that. It's a really good documentary. Again, it's weird, you know, because it's, you know, Tom Brady's still playing. This isn't, this isn't like the last dance where it's 20 years later. This is, you know, it's in the moment. So pretty cool. You know, Mike Vrabel was on there, which was awesome. Boy, he looked way younger about 15 years ago. It's Bro, crazy. did you, did you uh, know that Mike Vrabel caught like 10 touchdowns as a linebacker on the Patriots? Like, you know how crazy that stat is? They show, they show like the video of it too. And they, every time they would always go on the goal line, they would do like a play action and just throw it. And Vrabel would always somehow get open in the end zone. I don't just know. Hearing about the locker room, just, you know, just really, really cool. And, and, and then, you know, afterwards at the end, you know, Tom Brady had his third Super Bowl. He was what, 24, 25 years old. And he was talking about how, you know, he, he remembers after the, after winning that third Super Bowl, he just felt like exhausted. He was just like, man, I got to do this my whole career, basically. Like this yep. is crazy it's like you, you have this rush of winning the super bowl and then it's just right back to it the next year you know it's kind of weird I, I think people forget you know they didn't even they didn't win a super bowl for 10 years after that and then the dynasty kind of picked back you know they're still like a, an elite team you know contending every year but you know then they then they won again you know i think it was that seahawks game with the malcolm butler malcolm butler pick and then then they kind of picked it back up after that and won a, won a, won a few more so you know then it was the falcons game and then the rams and that, that was really interesting. I, I had never really thought that, man, you know, man, he's, you know, he's exhausted after that. Right. There's a lot of great documentaries on ESPN, so I'd recommend checking them out. But that's interesting that you said that. I haven't checked it out yet, so I'll, I'll definitely have to, when I have some time, you know, check it out and see, see what it's all about. So, yeah, I mean, you got anything else to add? Because if not, I'm ready to get on into this. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it, man. All right. Well, we got a big Thursday night game for the Cowboys coming up tonight. We got the Dallas Cowboys going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. The Cowboys are coming into this game, losing three of the last four games. Uh, they just lost on Thanksgiving to the Raiders in OT. I was at that game and it was uh, it was very rough. It was just so frustrating to watch in person because it, it seemed like there was a point where, you know, the Raiders were just throwing up passes and the rest were just throwing flags just like that. They were throwing flags. Now, I agree that, you know, that last pass interference call on Anthony Brown was pass interference. I mean, in that situation, as a cornerback, you have to turn your head. If you don't, then they're going to call pass interference on that play nine out of 10 times. And it was pass interference. Okay. But there were some other plays where they were literally uncatchable, like uncatchable balls. And the rest were still throwing flags. And it got to the point where, you know, Derek Carr <laughs> probably just said, all right, you know what? Well, if Anthony Brown's going to, you know, man coverage, because Cowboys like playing a lot of man coverage. If they're going to play man coverage, we're going to throw it deep every time on third and long, if, even if we don't get it. We might get that pass interference call. There's a 50, 50 chance just the way it was going, but it was ridiculous, man. Like being there in person, seeing all those penalties. I mean, the game as it is was super long. It was over four hours because all the penalties, there was 28 penalties across both boards, 14 against the Raiders for 110 yards, 14 against Dallas, 
166 yards, 276 total yards of penalties. It was an ugly football game. You know, looking on the bright side from the Cowboys perspective, I mean, uh, the way games start these past few weeks, I mean, the Chiefs game, they got off to a bad start and you look at that game and you're thinking, okay, the Cowboys are about to get rolled, right? End up losing by 10 and it's just, and they're in the game, you know, with like five minutes to go. Then you look at this Raiders game, Raiders right away, score on the first opening drive, make some stops. They're up 24 to 13 at one point. And then just like that, the Cowboys are back in the game. The Cowboys force OT and then they got the possession and OT and they didn't do anything with it. And it was just a really frustrating loss, a really bad loss for Dallas. And it's it's a team that, that was in shambles. You know, the Raiders had lost three straight going into that game. They had scored 16, 14 and 13 the past three weeks. They were not looking good. It wasn't the same Raiders team we, we saw earlier in the season. They had an interim coach. It looked like they were just ready to give up. And Dallas made them look like a playoff team. And they're still in the playoff hunt right now, the Raiders as it is. But that's only because they got off to a good start. I, I really don't see this team as a playoff team. We'll see. I could be wrong. But I mean, it's, it's going to be really close if they make it or not. But the point is going into that game, you know, the Cowboys being banged up with injuries and everything and I, I thought the Cowboys would have been competent enough to win that game. And the fact that they didn't just kind of concerns me. And, and, and that makes this game so much more important going into going into Thursday night against the Saints. And because uh, the Saints, much like the Raiders, are, are kind of, you think, okay, they might be in shambles a little bit going into this game. You know, the Saints are a little bit more in shambles because they they lost their quarterback. They lost, you know, Kamara is going to be out this week. They don't have Taron Armstead. You know, Ryan Ramchick, there's two starting tackles. That's a big loss. They've had to have Mike Amar, or Mark Ingram start at running back. You know, CJ Gardner Johnson's been out. Michael Thomas is out for the season. So that they're depleted. And, you know, Taysom Hill's going to get the start. So we'll see what he can do. But they've just been depleted with injuries and they're much similar to the Raiders. It just seems like they're going to start falling into shambles a little bit. And so this is another game for Dallas to show if they want to make that push for the playoffs. And, and I'm not talking because I, I agree that they're they're gonna they're gonna win the division. I'm not worried about that. Okay. Even I know Washington's playing better. I know Philly's playing better, but I still think they're gonna win the division because I, when they play Washington twice, I think they'll beat them. And then I think they'll beat Philly again and they'll beat New York. So they, they got at least four or five more division games that I think they're going to win. They're going to win at least half of those games. So I trust that they're going to win the division. But the problem is I'm more looking forward to what we're going to do in the playoffs. I don't care about the division at this point because I know we're going to win the division. It's about what are we going to do in the playoffs? And three of the last four weeks, we have not looked like a competent football team. We haven't been playing complimentary football, just too many mistakes, too many turnovers. Our offenses looked fat. Ezekiel Elliott is clearly not healthy. I, they look like they were going to limit his workload a little bit going into this game, but then Jared Jones says he's a full go. I don't know about that. I, I think Tony Pollard's fully capable of being a number one back. A lot of things going through my mind. Uh, you know, that Raiders game, we really missed Amari and CeeDee Lamb. We're getting those guys back this week. We're also getting Demarcus Lawrence back. And then next week, we should be getting Neville Gallimore and Reg Randy Gregory back. So we should be back at full force next week. But the problem is... We really let that Raiders game get away from us. And that Chiefs game, I mean, we could afford that loss a little bit, but the, the Raiders game was just more frustrating because that was a game I really feel like we should have won. I think we would have won if we had a Mario and CD, but like I said, no excuses. Our offense has to step up. You know, this is the first time in a while that I can, you know, I can say that the Cowboys offense is the problem. You know, I haven't said that in a while. It, it's always their defense. It's always the defense, but the defense has actually been playing really good. They didn't play good on Thursday night, but they, they've been playing really good. And I, and I think with D law back, that's really going to help the pass rushers. Micah Parsons is playing outstanding. They got to figure out the offense. Dak's kind of in a little bit of a slump right now. You got to look at, he was out for three weeks because they had the bye week after that Patriots loss or that Patriots win. He tweaked his calf, right? So he was out that week. Didn't play in the Vikings game. Comes back. They play the Broncos. 
they get blown out. He looks rusty. Okay. Ever since then, he's just kind of been like, yeah, I mean the Falcons game dominant win, but the Falcons, they just, we just destroyed them. Right. The whole team played good. But now I look at the chiefs game. Didn't play good. Look at the Raiders game. No top receivers. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but still didn't play good. Point is, I think we're just in a little bit of an offensive slump. We got to get it rolling because I really do think if we can get that run game going, we get back to what we were doing with our players healthy. We can go back to playing how we were playing earlier in the season. But right now, just get through the Saints game. Get through the Saints game. You're favored by six here on the road. I think you should be able to win this game. If you don't win this game, we have a problem. So I'm giving the Cowboys one more game, Glad Hill. If they can't go in there and beat the Saints, then this, this team doesn't deserve to do anything uh, going into the playoffs. So that's all I got to say. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the Buffalo beating the Saints last week because the Buffalo just completely destroyed them on Thanksgiving. But I do think this, the Cowboys are going to win by 10. So I think the Cowboys will cover and they will win. I got Cowboys winning 30 to 20. They'll get back on track. CD and Amari back will be crucial. Who do you got? Yeah, I can see a similar, you know, I can see a similar margin there. I think the Cowboys can win this game by 10. I think I think I agree with, with many of the points you're making. I think they do have to get the run game going a little bit more, especially on first down. I was actually uh, just looking at a stat a couple minutes ago, um, going into the bye week, the Cowboys were running at 60% of the time on first down, face an average second down distance of 7.2 yards. And that's the first, that's the best first down offense in the, in the league by uh, expected points per play. That was going into the bye week. Now the Cowboys are running at 44% of the time, but are facing an average distance of 7.9 yards. Uh, and that makes them to the 23rd most efficient offense on first down. So I think Kellen Moore is elected to pass the ball a little bit more on first down. I think just getting back to the run game, uh, especially and also just getting getting more guys back healthy. Uh, having you know guys like CD and Amari out there consistently as threat will certainly you know, as threats will certainly help the run game as well. So I think just getting back to that, you know, every really good team is going to go through struggles throughout the season. Really, it's, it's about how you are you going to be able to play your best football in January is the question, and that's you know mm-hmm. still a month away. This team is getting healthier. I think having a Thanksgiving loss against the Raiders, like. I understand anytime the Cowboys lose, it's going to, you know, it's going to make national news and everyone's going to be like, oh, like this is the first round exit team again. You know, this, this team, oh, they're going to win the NFC least, but then they're going to go to the playoffs and get, you know, get smacked. And they're not, they're not going to make it to a conference championship game once again, let alone a Super Bowl. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but even the best team, even the Super Bowl champions are, you know, are, they, they can drop a game in November or December and turn it around. Uh, it's kind of how you, how you bounce back from it. And uh, I think there's a lot to learn, you know, from these from these coaching staffs whenever they have a have a loss like this. So um, I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be okay. There's there are I think their defense has been pretty solid recently, and I think they will be solid against the Saints. And that's why I'm going to have them winning that game because I just don't see Taysom Hill going in there and, and doing a ton to our defense. I think the Saints will put up anywhere between you know 14 and like 20 ish points. But I don't really see them doing too much. And I think we'll be able to do just enough on offense to get it done. Not going to be a pretty game, but I think I think we'll win like 31 to 20 or something. And this team has been through a lot, Glad if you think about it. We've really been through a lot this season. I mean, Dak Prescott coming back from the ankle injury, you know, him tweaking his calf and that Patriots win, you know, getting destroyed by the Broncos and then everyone overreacting, coming back and beating the whipping the Falcons and then losing a tough game to the Chiefs. Amari gets COVID and now we have a COVID outbreak going on with the team. You know, Mike McCarthy's going to be out, but the plan is to have, uh, you know, Dan Quinn and, and, and offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Uh, yeah. Kellen Moore. They're going to be calling the game this week. So a lot of people actually feel happy about that because they don't like McCarthy's play calling as it is. So 
watch to see what Dan Quinn does with this team overall. I mean, he, he hasn't had the best head coach tenure with teams and he's four and eight versus the Saints. So watch out for that. This is just out of curiosity. I mean, obviously you mentioned Kellen, Kellen Moore's play calling being solid. Dan Quinn coming from the, you know, coming from Seattle was the head coach in Atlanta. Really good defense, you know, respected defensive coach. Then there's Mike McCarthy who has a Super Bowl, but Green Bay's ultimately been better without him, you know, with Matt LaFleur now in there. You know, Aaron Rodgers is playing his best ball right now, and he's been playing his best ball since McCarthy left Green Bay. What what value does Mike McCarthy add to this team? Because I, I just don't I don't really see a whole lot there. I, I think with McCarthy though, like his his job is probably gonna be safe just because with Jerry Jones and everything, but you know, if if I was a, if I was a guy that was in control of the Cowboys, I mean, if he, I mean, because they're going to win the NFC East, so if he lost in the first round to like a Minnesota or San Francisco, uh, and I know San Francisco is playing good, but you, you should still win that game, home playoff game. You're the Cowboys. You're the NFC East champs. You've been playing well all season. Been playing better football than the 49ers overall. If they come into your hometown and they beat you in your home stadium. And you like have a really sus coaching game that like you got to you got to think about like possibly moving on if they do that crap, because you, you can't do that. You're expected to win those type of games. So the Cowboys are, are going to get a home playoff game, depending on who it is. I don't know who it's going to be, but if they lose to like a San Fran or a Minnesota or, or just like a wild card, let's say like Washington, even like a division rival, like we sweep them in the regular season, they come into the playoffs and they beat us like that's not a good look as a coach that that has a team that, that is capable of winning a Super Bowl because this team is capable of winning a Super Bowl. Right now, they're not playing like it, but the team that they have, they have the quarterback, they have a playmaker and on every side of the ball, like this team is capable of winning the Super Bowl, but it's going to be up to the coach and, and it's going to be up to how far Dak Prescott will take him too. So if I want to say some positive about him, he does have a Super Bowl win. He's 10 and eight in the playoffs. He's won 61% of his games as a coach. He's first place in his division with his second job. Last time he went head-to-head with Bill Belichick, he beat him, which I thought that was an interesting stat right there, too. And you think about it, he's been in the league for 15 years, and he's, and he's always been a winner. I mean, he's always had winning teams. Now, I get it. He had Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you know, if you want to make that argument, yes, he had you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But their team was always still really good. And this Cowboys team is really good. So I think he needs a good team around him because those last few years in Green Bay where they missed the playoffs, like it was time for them to move on. He wasn't doing anything and the team was just progressively getting worse and Aaron Rodgers was getting hurt too. So his second year with quarterbacks, he's developed them very well. I mean, last year with Dak, we were seeing some greatness until he got hurt. This year, he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, you got to give some credit to Mike McCarthy, but like I said, I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think, you know, if, if the Cowboys go into New Orleans without Mike McCarthy and they, let's say they win like 38 to like seven and they just completely blow him out. Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore dial up great plays. They look like the Cowboys of old. Then you're like, okay, well, does Mike McCarthy really have any value in this team anymore? So we'll just see, Gladwell. We'll just see how this game goes. I'm excited to see it. We'll see if this COVID outbreak affects the team and everything. But like I said, this team has been through a lot. So hopefully uh, they get it done because it is a must-win game at the end of the day. You don't want to fall to seven and five, especially with Washington playing the best football yet. So Next game, we have the Indianapolis Colts going on the road to play the Houston Texans. Jonathan Taylor going up against this 31st ranked defense. Gledhill, who do you got in this game? This is a uh, this doesn't look like a very favorable matchup on the Texans side as Indianapolis is favored by 10 on the road. Who do you got? 
I mean, I think I think the Colts is the clear team you got to pick here. I, I think they're playing really well. They look like a playoff team to me. I think they're playing really balanced on the offensive side of the ball, and obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor helps a lot with that. Their old line has been healthier. They they were playing a little suspect at the beginning of the year. I think there was some health issues there. Now they're playing better. I mean, Carson Wentz has been looking really good, and then that defense too. I think they're pretty solid. I don't think they're like super special, but they're 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 a solid defense. Um, so. I think they're a pretty good team from top to bottom. I think they're going to win this this game versus the Texans and um, watch out for them down the road as a uh, potential you know team that can can upset someone in the playoffs. We'll leave it to the freaking Texans to beat the Titans, upset them, and then lose to the Jets the next week. Can you believe that, Gledhill? Can you believe that they freaking did that? Ah, oh, dude. Only the freaking Texans, man. How do you lose to the Jets? I mean, you are the Texans at the end of the day, but. My goodness, that's just... Well, I was hyping them up last week. You heard me. I was like, okay, you know, they got some players, you know, some names I'd never heard, but guys that were playing well, had some good numbers. I was like, yeah, they're going to beat the Jets. This is an easy one for me. And uh, no, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I mean, this is... The Colts are good, man. They're they're a good team. They're 6-6. Six and six. They handed it to Tampa Bay last week. But, oh, you did have that upset. You almost got it. It looked like they they were gonna they were gonna get it, and then Tom Brady they just gave Tom Brady too much time, and yeah, that was a great game though. It was a freaking shootout, and they they almost returned that kickoff uh, back, but then they ended up throwing a pick in the end zone. But it was uh, it was a great game, and that upset almost worked in your favor, Glenda. You had a rough week last week, so you need to bounce back this week, man. I'm pulling away on you a little bit, bro. Last week was horrible, like just top to bottom. You know, just fantasy team laid an absolute egg, scored like in the 80s or something. Yeah, it's either I'm scoring like 160 or I'm scoring 80. Like it's one of those yeah. two. I either every everyone does well or nobody does well. So it's just it's kind of annoying. Yeah, still got Jonathan Taylor though. So he'll he'll you know he's still oh, yeah, dude. That dude gives you like 30 points by halftime every week. <laughs> he's freaking yeah. he's a cheat code, bro. And the, and what's so crazy about him is he is so fast, bro. That dude is fast. He, well, he was a he was a track star, like like a lot of these running. Oh, backs yeah. And, yeah, you just, you, I mean, I've, I've looked up pictures of him running track. I mean, he just looks different. <laughs> yeah, but see, like He's a different type of breed. Derrick Henry's really fast for his size, but Jonathan Taylor's just like Derrick Henry with more speed. The way he runs the ball, man, it's insane. I can't wait to see if if Derrick Henry can come back. That dude is still top five in rushing yards, even though he's missed like the last three weeks because he was ahead by a lot. Yeah, I'll show you, I'll show you that picture. Like, how do, how do you beat this guy? Oh my gosh. Dude, look at his quads. All right, you guys can't see this right now, but yeah, he showed me a picture of Jonathan Taylor. He ran track at Wisconsin. I'm, I, that's like he's running a relay. Yeah. Oh my goodness, bro. How do you beat that guy? Yeah, it's dude. dude could you imagine like looking to, to off your shoulder and you see that dude running right behind? He's like huffing and puffing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Ugh. gosh. Gee, that's crazy. All right, let's move on into the next game. We got the New York Giants going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Miami has allowed 17 points or fewer in four straight games. That is the longest active streak in the NFL. But hell, this is another game that got away for you last week. The Panthers lay, or I wouldn't say they laid an egg. They just got completely outplayed by the Miami Dolphins. I, I said last week that the Miami Dolphins were playing much better football. I was saying if they can, you know, somehow win like seven, eight games, even after starting one and seven, like, that you know you can look at that team and think, okay, well, you know, it's a positive, and and we we can build with this. We have all these picks coming in. You know, two is playing better. We still got to figure out what we're going to do with him. Are we going to get Deshaun Watson? So there's a lot of things. Miami, it's an it's an exciting time in Miami right now. They're playing their best football. Jalen Waddles emerged as a as a star receiver, and 
they just got a lot of young talent. Uh, they just really had a bad start. They had a bad start. Their defense was not playing good uh, at the beginning of the season at all. And Brian Flores was, you know, it might have seemed like he was on the hot seat, but now they have, you know, they have won like four or five straight games now and they've been playing outstanding. Their defense has played insane. I mean, I think they nailed some of their draft picks, uh, specifically Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips. They've been looking a lot better. They had three interceptions and five sacks against the Panthers defense. Camp Newton was five for 21, had a terrible quarterback rating. They, they just made him look like a bum. And a lot of people might think Cam Newton's a bum as it is. But point is, the Dolphins really stepped up. They killed them. They, they just took their soul. And they're, they're playing a lot better. They're going on. Uh, they're going back home and they're playing a, a Giants team that uh, they're coming off a big win. They're coming off a big win versus the Eagles. And the Eagles, they just didn't look good last week. Jalen Hurts, you know, he threw four picks in that game. And I, I, I give, I blame a lot of it on Jalen Rager that game because he dropped a lot of balls, especially late in the game. They had a chance to win that game, but I mean, for crying out loud, the score was thirteen to seven. But I, I, I give credit to the Giants. Their defense stepped up. You know, going into this game, Glad, I could see this being a very low defensive scoring game. It looking like Daniel Jones is probably going to be out this week. He's banged up, and then Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard are both questionable. They can't stay healthy. So it's like, it's almost like it's too much of a gamble to pick the Giants. What do you, what do you think? What are you thinking about this, uh, this game so far? Yeah, two defenses are playing well. I mean, is there an X factor in this game on the offensive side? I mean, Saquon Barkley doesn't feel like an X factor right now. No. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and the Giants play calling too. They fired Jason Garrett, you know, Freddie Kitchens now in there. I don't really have a whole lot of faith in anything that they can do on the offensive side. I mean, there's no one, like, their offensive line is pretty bad. I wouldn't say it's Saquon's fault necessarily. I mean, he doesn't, when you can't really throw the ball that well, uh, you don't have great receiving weapons. I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to suffer from that. I think the Dolphins, they, they have a slight, I think they have a better defense than the Giants right now, uh, slightly. And, and Tua has been playing really well, man. Like, I get it. You know, I, I understand like, he has limitations. Everyone knows that at this point. Uh, and there's the injury concerns, but he's been healthy the last few weeks. And I saw this stat, his completion percentage in the month of November was 80.5%, which is the second highest in any one month in NFL history behind Peyton Manning in 2008, who was, I think, like 81 point something percent. So barely ahead of him. So I saw that stat and I was like, holy cow, that's pretty cool. So I like the way two has been playing. I mean, look, I mean, Brian Flores is, I think he's still a really good coach. The way this team started and the way he's been able to turn them around uh, and how, you know, how they've gotten it rolling the last few weeks, I think they're going to keep it rolling. Yeah, we're going, uh, we're going to go Dolphins 26 to 21. I was just going to say, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, Miami is favored by four. So I forgot to say that. So you do have them covering, huh? Yeah, we'll go 26 21. Dolphins get the win. Well, it looks like Mike Glennon might be playing because Daniel Jones is probably going to be out, but it doesn't matter to me. Either way, I think the Dolphins are going to win. I think their defense is playing much better. I think the Giants are going to throw a lot of turnovers and Miami's, like I said, their defense with Javon Holland and, and Jalen Phillips, I think they've been playing a lot better. I think Brian Flores is a better coach than Joe Judge. I, I just think this is going to be all Miami in Miami. So give me Miami Dolphins. I got them winning lower scoring. I got 24 to 17. They're going to win by a touchdown. Next game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said, Tampa Bay is coming off of a big win versus the Colts. You know, like you said, Gladho, your, your fantasy team laid an egg last week and Tom Brady was your quarterback. Despite that, Tom Brady didn't play that great of a game. They, they still put up 38 points and, and you know, beat a, an Indianapolis team that was hot. 
you know, coming off of a massive win versus the Bills. So impressive win for Buccaneers. They look like they're back on track and they're playing a Falcons team that they got back on track after beating the Jaguars. I know I picked the Jaguars to win last week. They were in range. I mean, they lost by a touchdown. It was 21 to 14, nothing crazy. And I, I'm not going to be honest with you. I didn't really watch that much of the game, but point is, is, you know, the, the Jaguars were still in that game and 21 to 14. So it's not like that was an impressive win for the Falcons. The Falcons are still in the playoff hunt right now, uh, but this is going to set them back, especially a Tampa Bay team being favored by 11 here on the road. Glad I'm going to go ahead and start this one. This one's an easy one for me. I think Tampa Bay rolls that last time this game was actually pretty high scoring. They played in week two. And the Falcons kept up for the majority of the game, but Tampa Bay just ended up outscoring. I think it's going to be the same case. We'll see what all this whole drama comes up with Antonio Brown lying about their vaccination status. We don't have to get into all that, but the point is, you know, no Antonio Brown. That's been a huge loss for Tampa Bay on the offensive side. Their secondary has been banged up. Having Gronk back has been good for Brady. So he should be an X factor in this game again, especially in the red zone. But like I said, I think Tampa Bay rolls. I think they'll, they'll have no problem putting up 30 points. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay wins. Let's go 34 to 23. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Buccaneers are going to get this win. Yeah, Tom Brady's had a little bit of a turnover issue recently, but he's still Tom Brady. And this is still the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their team as a whole. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Buccaneers. Uh, I like your score. I'll go 33 to, to 20. So we got Cardinals going on the road to play the Bears. This is the next one. Kyler Murray is finally going to be back. I mean, it's saying he it's saying he's he's going to be back. He's been limited in practice. You know, I'm hoping he's going to be back, especially for my fantasy team. I have him in the AM league and he's been out and it's kind of killed me. And I've been having a, a rough season with injuries. So I hope Kyler Murray plays questionable with the ankle injury. We know that he sustained in that Green Bay game a couple weeks back. D hop still batting a hamstring injury. So we'll see if he plays as well, but they're playing a Chicago team coming off a bye. Arizona is favored by seven and a half on the road here. Uh, I guess I can start this one again, Glad because I had you pick the last two before the last one. I'm going to go Cardinals. I think with Kyler Murray back, there's no chance I'm going to pick the Bears. I mean, maybe the Bears get a, you know, their, their only chance in this game is that they force a couple turnovers early. Kyler Murray gets sacked, maybe fumbles uh, early on, but James Conner has been great. I mean, Chase Edmonds has been out and they've been using him everywhere in the passing game, the running game. You know, we know how explosive this Cardinals offense is with Kyler Murray on the field. He makes so much of a difference. And even with Colt McCoy, they've been able to, to establish the run with James Conner and, and still move the ball. So Kyler Murray just makes him that much more scarier. And, you know, he needs a big game, especially if he wants to win, to win MVP. I mean, he's, he's fell out of the conversation a little bit just because he's been out. All right. So, I mean, obviously he'd be the front runner if he had played, but he's been out a couple of weeks and there really hasn't been that clear of a favorite for MVP because everyone's kind of been up and down one week. They play good and another week they don't. And I made the argument for Jonathan Taylor possibly being an MVP, but point is Kyler Murray was the front runner before he got hurt. And this is great for him to get back on track against the bears defense that is really up and down. Their secondary is Eh, I mean, I've seen them get burnt plenty of times. I've seen Eddie Jackson blow a lot of coverages. Jalen Johnson, underrated cornerback, though. I like him a lot, uh, but we'll see what happens. See how Kyler Murray goes on the road. I, I think they won't have problems, even in Chicago, putting up some points. So I got Cardinals going back to the roots, and I got 35. Let's go to the Bears, 20. I think this is going to be a blowout. Who do you got? Yeah, so, I mean, the Cardinals are coming off a bye. They're getting healthier. We know how good of a team they are. We know what they can do even when they're not healthy. And what I fear for the Bears is that they're going to fall behind early. And when they fall behind early, I don't think they have the star power on offense to really 
you know, overcome that deficit. They don't have the coaching to overcome that deficit. They couldn't beat Tyler Huntley on their home field. Yeah, that uh, was embarrassing. That Jackson, that you can't you can't lose that game when you're in a playoff race. You got to find a way to win that game at home. They did win the Lions game on Thanksgiving Day, which fortunate for me, I picked the Lions. Thought that was their day to get their first uh, official win of the season. Didn't happen though, but it was still a really close game. Neither of those teams. I was watching that game, you know, with my family who who are who are, are from Michigan. Uh, they are Lions fans, and, and we're like, man, both these teams are terrible. <laughs> it was just, just, but it was it was Thanksgiving Day, so we're watching football regardless. It doesn't really matter how good the teams are, but but that's my fear for the um, for the Bears. I, I think they're going to fall behind early, and like they did in that Tampa game, they fell behind early, and they just it was over for them. They could not move the ball on offense as a result because they they had no way to balance themselves. I think the Cardinals are going to going to roll in this game. I, I'm going to go 37 to 17. I think it's a pretty big margin of victory. I think the Cardinals would be the one team favorited that I would take to cover. We know what the Cardinals have on offense. D-Hop and Kyler are back. Uh, there's nothing the Bears can do to keep up with that, I don't think. Yeah, I think like their defense over time has been a, uh, a little overrated. But, I mean, their offense is so explosive and, and they can outscore you any day of the week. So th- that, that's what makes them so dangerous. It, it only takes a good, a good defensive game for them to really roll a team. And this, this could be one of those games too, especially on the road. And, and like you said, Gledho, if they do fall behind, which they very well could early, Justin Fields isn't there to bail them out. I mean, it's not like he, Justin Fields would, would help them as way more than Andy Dalton. But if Andy Dalton throws a pick or something, and, and as opposed to Justin Fields, you know, maybe instead of throwing a pick, he runs it and, and gets some yardage back, you know, it's just, it's just the mistakes. I think Andy Dalton would make more mistakes than Justin Field in this game. And I think they would fall behind because Justin Fields is going to be out. Allen Robinson, their top receiver. Well, he hasn't been their top receiver this year. It's been Darnell Mooney. He's been playing outstanding, but Allen Robinson might be out as well. So this is just not a game to, to really touch. If you were going to try to pick the Bears to cover, I just, I wouldn't do it. Chargers and Bengals, Gledhill. This is a, this is a fun one right here. This is, I'm surprised that they didn't flex this game. It's going to be a 12 o'clock game. Cincinnati's favored by three at home. This is a big one right here. Who are you liking in this one? Mm, I have more confidence in the Bengals right now. I think their defense is gaining a lot of confidence, and they have that run game with Joe Mixon. And, and you know I like Joe Burrow a lot. Man, this is tough. The Chargers have been really up and down. And they have. If this, if this is a good week for them. I think they can definitely win this game. They lost to Denver last week, man. That was that was a, when, yeah. so, that was I mean, a bad loss. Look, they're going to come into this game, you know, ready to go. They they know the importance of this game. They're sitting at six and five. You know, seven and five looks a lot better than six and six. We all know that. So, and this is a big one for them in in, in Cincinnati. Mm. Oh, this is tough. Uh, we may differ here, but I, I'm going to take the Bengals. I don't feel great about it, but they are playing better. I think. I read a couple quotes from some of their guys who are gaining a lot of confidence on the defensive side of the ball. They're playing really well recently. They've definitely held their own. And then, and then we all know the pieces they have on offense. This is a pretty good team. They are a good team. And they do deserve to be 7-4. and four. This isn't a 7-4 team that's kind of like, oh, they don't really belong there. They've got a couple stinkers, but for the most part, they've been a pretty yeah. consistent football team. And it is at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel amazing about it just because I know the Chargers <laughs> – I still think they're well coached. I still think, I uh, well, you know, you know how I feel about Justin Herbert. I think he's yeah. one, of the, one of the best best quarterbacks in the league. But they've been inconsistent as a team, and on the defensive side of the ball, they really struggle against the run. Uh, that could be an issue when when going up against Joe Mixon. 
So I think we'll see some scoring in this game, but I'm going to take the Bengals to win 34 to 31. Oh man, this is a tough one. I was actually leaning towards Bengals all week, Gledhill, but now I think more about it and the, the how inconsistent the Chargers have been. I think this is going to be a week that they finally bounce back, you know, losing that game to Denver. And then the week before they beat the freaking Steelers on Sunday night football. And the week before they lost to the Vikings, the week before that, I forgot who they won, but uh, who, who was it before that? They, I think they lost. Like, I think at that point it was the Ravens game or, or, or maybe the Patriots game. I don't know. I'm going a little bit too far back without, you know, this is off the top of my head right there. But point is the Chargers have been inconsistent. I think this is a week they bounce, they bounce back and they finally get it rolling. This I'm not confident in this at all either, Gladhell, because I was leaning Bengals all week. I was like, you know, being at home, they're going to be favorite. You know, they're playing more consistent. They're playing better football right now. I'm going to pick the Bengals. But you know what? As I think about it more, I think I th- I'm going to take the Chargers. I think this is going to be an exciting game. I'm going I'm to say 30 to 27. This is going to be a fun one, man. I'm excited. This could really go either way. If the Bengals end up winning, then I'm going to be like, man, probably should have picked them. But I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling something about the Chargers this week, Leno. I don't know what it is. I think it's it's maybe because the Bengals are favorite and they've been playing more consistent and the Chargers have been inconsistent and they're the underdogs and that means they're going to win in the way the NFL has been. But might bite me in the butt. Who knows? We'll see what happens. If the Bengals win, that's good for you. So to come back and win and pick. So we'll see what happens. Next game, we have the Vikings and the Lions. These two teams played earlier in the season. The Lions were up. We thought they were going to get their first win. And the Vikings ended up coming back and winning on a game-winning field goal. So I think it was 16-14. to 14. It wasn't a very high-scoring game. Gladhill, going into this game, do you see it being another one of those games like it was earlier in the season when it was low-scoring? What do you think? No, I think, I, think the Vikings, I think the Vikings are clicking a little bit more on the offensive side right now. I think they do feel like a playoff team to me. Kirk Cousins is, is playing really well. No Dalvin Cook, but uh, I mean, I, you know, I think Al, uh, Alexander Madison's going to be able to pick it up for him. I, I love Jefferson. I, you know, I think I, I love Thielen. Tyler Conklin even can make an impact some days. I think they're. I think I think they have a pretty solid defense as well. I think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna win in a route. To be honest with you, I think it's gonna be thirty to twenty. Maybe maybe not a route necessarily, but I think they'll win comfortably. Oh, glad hell. So no more picking the Lions, huh? Oh, 10 and one this year. You I done can't, I can't, no, I can't do it this week. I can't oh. do it this week. Bro, we talked about it though. We talked about it last week. Do you remember what we said? If the Lions were going to win a game, it was going to be that game on Thanksgiving. They blew it, bro. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. hundred percent. That's now, why I didn't know. pick them. That's why I dude, I couldn't pick them. I, I I can't do it, man. I can't do it. But you know what? I them, what, how many, what? I picked them four times this year. Okay. So I know, I know you so picked them against the me, Eagles. Be, according to me, they'd be like what? Four and six or something. Four and seven. Well, and the tie too. Yeah. They tied. They did tie the Steelers. Yeah. You know, since Detroit is such a weird team with covering, I'll take them to cover the spread. But hell, their favorite, uh, Minnesota's favorite by seven. I'll take, you know what? I'll take Detroit to cover. I got 26 to 21. Minnesota wins. Uh, Yeah. Minnesota needs this win. They need this win badly because uh, Washington's been playing better football and they just lost to the 49ers. Another wildcard team has been playing better football and now they're sitting on the outside looking in. So the Vikings are are trying to sneak in. They need the Raiders to come through and beat the football team and they need to take care of business against the Lions. If they lose to the Lions, obviously they don't deserve to go to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to and I would never pick it. I don't think anybody's going to pick the Lions after last week. So we'll see what happens, man. Should be a fun one uh, in terms of watching Justin Jefferson completely wreck this defense. So no DeAndre Swift. Jared Goff still hasn't won a game without McVay. Oh, 16 and one. Not going to do it this time. Next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play 
the New York Jets. Now, this is interesting, Gladhill. Jalen Hurts might be out this game. He's questionable. He didn't play good last week, but the way their offense is functioned, Nick Sirianni likes running the ball a lot with the three backs and Jalen Hurts scrambling. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, I wouldn't say trap game because I don't consider Philadelphia a, a really good team, but the Jets are still bad. So I would say, but I, I, I would think, you know, this is one of those games where like, you might want to pick Jets in an upset. Philly's favored by seven, which is crazy to me. Actually, okay, never mind. They, I think it's five and a half. It's either five and a half or seven. So it's in that range. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, that's very interesting. Watch out for that. You know what, Glenhill? If Jalen Hurts plays, I got the Eagles winning 25 to 21. Weird scoring game. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, Gardner Minshew gets the start. I'm going to pick the Jets in an upset. I'm going to pick the Jets in the upset. 22 to 16. Low scoring, ugly game. And they're going to lose their second game in New York. I know uh, it's crazy to think, oh, well, Jalen Hurts shouldn't be that much of a difference. He is when you when you look at this offense and how they run the ball. So I don't know. I wouldn't trust Gardner Minshew. And then the way the Jets have been, I don't know, man. I, I would take I would take the upset. But that's just me. Watch out. If Jalen Hurts does play, I got the Eagles, like I said. But if not, I got the Jets. Might be a little bold. Um, I disagree. Uh, the Eagles are the best rushing team in the league. And I know, I know Jalen Hurts accounts for a decent portion of that. I think, he, you know, he the way he can threaten teams with his legs. It definitely helps with that. But I, I still think the Eagles are going to find a way to run the ball against uh, against the Jets. I can't pick it. This is in, is it in Philadelphia or in New York? No, it's in New York. So the second, matter. they're playing in MetLife again. Eh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah Eagles second straight game in MetLife. Took yeah, an L last week. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles will bounce back. I think they'll be able to run the ball well enough. I think this is probably AIDS game of the week, though, maybe, right? Oh yeah, honestly, we gotta, we gotta I'm looking at no, 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 yeah, no, you're right. This is yeah, this is the AIDS game of the week for sure. Jalen Hurts less Eagles. We got Gardner Minshew versus Zach Wilson. You don't, are you sure you don't want to take the Jets? I'm not taking the Jets. Sorry. <laughs> okay, not, okay. Don't do don't give me that attitude when you pick the Lions four times this year, bro. I'm not gonna do it. If the Lions and Jets played head to head, I'm picking the Lions. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm capping. I got to be capping. You know, dude, I'm, I, I'm having too much confidence. I got the Eagles, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You can't pick the jets. <laughs> I got the Eagles, man. I like, I like having fun with it. I'm not, I'm not mad about last week. I'm not mad about lo- missing that game where the, the jets beat the Texans. There's no way I would have picked the jets in that game. I'm sorry. We had like three people surprisingly picked the jets, which was, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's not surprising. Not that. Both teams, not- both teams sucked. I'm not even mad about that. I'm not even mad about that. It's just two bad teams. I mean, who the, who the heck knows? I don't know. Let's let's just move on. We've been talking about this game way too damn long. Save game of the week for a reason, right? Next game, we have a big one right here for playoff implications. Both teams got the Washington football team going on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr, 310 passing yards per game this season. That's the most in the NFL. I mentioned that stat a couple weeks ago that he had the most 300-yard games in the NFL this year. So see if he can get another one. He had a big game against the Cowboys. And I talked about how the refs were, you know, calling everything in that game. And it was just a bad officiating game, but I got to give credit to Derek Carr. I mean, he played really well. He lined up at receiver at one point and pointed at Trayvon Diggs. I thought that was funny. Derek Carr's a really likable guy. He's been through a lot this year. So who am I rooting for in this game? Definitely the Raiders. Absolutely the Raiders. And especially since Washington is playing their best football yet, you know, beating Tampa Bay, beating the Panthers, uh, they they've been playing a lot better, and Washington might be start be figuring some things out. 
I still don't think they're a good team. And I still think they have a lot of problems. And I still don't think Taylor Heineke is that guy. But I mean, at the end of the day, they've won three straight and they're playing their, their best football. They, they, I swear they almost try to lose that game on Monday night against the Seahawks, Glad Hill. I know you picked the Seahawks. I picked the football team, but they got a little scared at the end there. I mean, it was fourth and goal. This is what I don't understand. Uh, it was fourth and goal. And instead of kicking the field goal to go up by 10, they went for it on fourth down, fourth and goal. They didn't get it. And it gave Seattle another chance, went down the field. They scored a touchdown, but they had to go for two and they didn't get the two point conversion. But the point is, it's like, why wouldn't you take your points and make it a two possession game? Why would, why would you go for that? I, I don't know. It just, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. They gave Seattle a fighting chance. And I really think they could have ended that game earlier, especially the way Seattle's offense was playing. My goodness. So goofy call there on fourth and goal, like take the field goal. And I, I get it. Like, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, Washington, they don't have a kicker right now. Like, dude, it was literally a chip shot field goal, bro. They were, it would have been like a 24, 25 yard field goal. You're telling me you don't have one person that can go in there and kick a 25 yard field goal. Like, come on. That, that was literally a chip shot field goal. Knowing them, I mean, they, they would have got the freaking first down and be like, oh, look, they're a genius for going for it, but they didn't. So everyone's like, oh, they're stupid, but. I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting note from that Monday night game. That was really the only highlight I could look at. I guess everything else was they shut down DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf only had one catch all game. Seattle's offense is terrible. Seattle just sucks. Uh, but this game, Gladhill, Las Vegas is at home. They are one and a half point favorites. Looking like a lot of the people that already sent me the picks this week early has Washington because they're playing better football. Hmm. Whose turn is it? Is it my turn or your turn? I'll, I'll go ahead and pick. I'm going to take the Raiders. Ooh, okay. Yeah, don't even need to think about it. Washington's not winning another game. Well, they, they will at some point, but not today. Not today. Sorry. Sorry, Washington. Yeah, I'm taking the better quarterback in this game. Uh, and, and, and Washington still doesn't have Chase Young. I understand. Look, you know, that's a solid win against the Seahawks, but the Seahawks are, are in a horrible place yeah. right now. Raiders team are, are coming into this game with a lot of confidence. I think they believe in each other. I understand everything that's happened with them, but you know sometimes teams do weird things where they respond really well from those situations. So, yeah, winning in Vegas on a short week. I mean, when when the when you know the Raiders had three extra days of preparation. Interesting thing to look at. Uh, uh, Jack Del Rio is actually a former Raiders head coach, is defensive coordinator for Washington. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think after after the Raiders knocked off the Cowboys the way they did. And, <clears throat> the way Derek Carr has been playing, I'm super happy for Derek Carr. I d- I just don't see Washington keeping up with the Raiders. I I, I think I think I think Las Vegas is going to put up a lot more points. So let's go uh, let's go 32 to 32 to 24. I got Raiders winning this one. Well, I hope you're right, Gladhill, because I'm picking the Raiders too. I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I'll say Raiders win by a field goal, 27 to 24. That would help the Cowboys a lot, especially if the Cowboys win tonight and the Raiders Raiders beat football team. And that would help Minnesota because we got Minnesota winning too. So Minnesota would get back in the playoff spot. And then that would lead, that would lead to a big game versus Washington and Dallas next week for the, uh, as a division that the Cowboys could probably, if they win that game, they might lock it up pretty soon. So especially after the Eagles losing to the giants, I think that was bad. So we'll see next game. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the LA Rams LA Rams have allowed 28 plus points in three straight games once in first eight games. So they haven't been playing good. Uh, they're seven and four. They've lost three straight 
you know, Jalen Ramsey put out a statement this past week after losing to the Packers. Uh, they said, we have guys that are way too good for us to be losing games like this and losing games on the road. We just got to get it right. So Rams, a little bit of a slump. What do you make of the Rams going into the playoffs? Glad hell. We talked about them a couple weeks ago. I did say that I, I thought brought up that interesting point that Nick Wright said that, you know, you have the Rams that, you know, they traded all those players. They got all those players to go all in and win a Super Bowl. They didn't get it the first time. They did it again this year, right? Von Miller, OBJ, not playing well right now. Matthew Stafford's been turning the ball over, haven't been playing well. They did all that, and most likely, they're going to play a Dallas, a Green Bay, the, which they just lost to. They're going to play an Arizona, or they're going to play a Tampa Bay. They're going to play one of those four teams. Because they're going to be a wild card team, so they're going to they're they're going to be on the road because they're not going to win that division. Arizona cross them out of winning that division. Arizona's going to win that division, so they're they're most likely going to have a road playoff game against a division winner with a quarterback who hasn't even won a playoff game. Those are like 50-50 games, and it's like, do you really trust them? So, how do you make of the Rams right now, losing three straight? Do you think they're going to be okay? What do you make of them? Yeah, they got to pick it up on the defensive side of the ball. That's where their main issues have been. And also there's some, there's some health issues on the offensive side, you know, Daryl Henderson, not only go Dell, I don't think picking up Odell is making a huge, you know, going to make a huge impact for them. I think he's just, he's, he's kind of a role, a role playing receiver, you know, role, role receiver at best. Look, this is a big game for them. They're coming off of um, three really tough losses, you know, giving up 28, 31, 36. Well, I guess they're three pretty good offenses and the 49ers really, you know, got back on track. And, and, you know, basically use the Rams as a, you know, kind of a um, get right game, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like him going into the playoffs right now. But look, there's still, you know, six games remaining for him. And you got some tough road ones coming up, though. Go, you know, going to Arizona in a week, that's going to be tough. They already that's smacked gonna, them, too. That's going to be on Monday night. Going to Minnesota is never easy. That's going to be a tough game to pick. Going to Baltimore. I know I didn't, I'm not super high on the Ravens right now, but that's not going to be easy. You're at home against the 49ers. They'll they'll beat the Seahawks and they'll beat the Jaguars. That's about it. They, you know, Cardinals, Cardinals probably not. Vikings is, you know, maybe closer to a toss-up. Ravens is maybe closer to a toss-up as well. So this is a team that could be, you know, worst case scenario. They're nine and eight at the end of the year and they're barely in the playoffs. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna, I don't think they're gonna catch Arizona. And yeah, I, I agree. They're going on the road. Defense has to, you know, has defense has to play better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling super high on them right now, but I, I do think they're going to beat the Jaguars. I can't really pick Jacksonville right now. So we'll go, we'll go Rams to come back and win this game, but I don't see it being super impressive. I think it's going to be like 24 to 13 or something. So you got Jaguars covering that 14-point spread. That's a big spread. You know, a couple of weeks ago, you look at that and you're like, oh, Rams, easy, 14-point spread, no problem over the Jaguars. But the way they've been playing – I don't know. I would expect them if they're that team that we th- that they think they are and we think they are, then they got to go in there and they got to completely wax Jacksonville at home. But I think uh, don't be surprised if Jacksonville covers. Uh, I'll, I'll say the Rams win. We'll say I'll you know I'll just give it the spread. I'll say twenty eight to fourteen Rams win. They'll get back on track. Next game we have a Sunday night football. This game was flex actually earlier in the week. Glad hell we got the Baltimore Ravens going on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore is allowing 84.2 rushing yards per game this season. That's the second fewest in the NFL. I still question their defense, especially on the tackling side, and especially a little bit in the secondary because Marlon Humphrey hasn't been playing as good as he did last year. And then they lost Marcus Peters, of course. So 
Yeah, this is a big game. I, I agree with a lot what you were saying about Baltimore, Glidha. I know you were texting me last week saying, how is Baltimore the one seed? How is this team eight and three? This team is overrated. I agree. I agree with honestly everything. And I don't think this this is a number one seed worthy team at all. Uh, but it's just the way the AFC is lined up right now. Now, you were saying they don't feel like they're the best AFC team. I mean, obviously, right now they're the number one team. So you could say they're the best AFC team, but I think the Chiefs would beat them. I know they beat them early in the season. I think the Chiefs would beat them right now, uh, the way they've been playing. They got some things figured out. I think the uh, the Patriots would beat them. And say what you want about Buffalo, I think the Bills would beat them too. And especially those games, if they were in the playoffs, I would take those three teams to beat Baltimore. Now, I wouldn't take Chargers because how inconsistent they are and Baltimore's already waxed them. But I would take those three teams. I would take the Patriots. I would take the Chiefs. And I would take the Bills to beat the Ravens in the playoffs and right now. I'd pick them. I, I don't think the Ravens are are uh, number one team. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson is the first quarterback to win a game while throwing four interceptions since 2013. Prior to Sunday, QBs had lost 41 straight doing that. So, I mean, I got to give credit to him. I mean, he made a great throw to Mark Andrews. They really kind of put him in control of that game, but just an ugly game, defensive game, But and Lamar just didn't play good. But point is, they got the job done. I still love Lamar regardless. I mean... I, I think he gets so much hate, but I, I mean, as, as the Ravens as a whole, I just don't trust them. So, Hmm. I guess it's my turn to pick, huh? Glidho? I mean, I guess I can go ahead and start real quick. I'll be really quick with my picks. So if you want to talk more about this matchup, you can I actually, I actually set in the group chat <laughs> that I was going to pick the, uh, pick the Ra- uh, Steelers, but I'm, I'm actually going to change my mind. I'm going to pick the Ravens in this game, which I mean, it's a tough one. It's a division game. Do I see the Ravens as a nine and three team? No, but you know that—that's honestly my only logic for picking steel for wanting to pick the Steelers in this game is like there's no way the Ravens can be nine and three right now. But I think they're going to get this. You know, I think they're going to win a close, you know, low-scoring, ugly game. And really, it's because I don't think the Steelers are doing a lot of things well right now. I, I think you know you can make the point at the beginning of the season that okay, yeah, Big Ben's getting old. They can't run the ball super well. You know, they, there's not a whole lot of consistency from from the wide receivers. But hell, they're always going to be playing great defense. Well, now they're running the ball a little bit better, but Big Ben's still been super up and down, you know, very inconsistent. Had a good, you know, few weeks stretch, but he struggled last week. And then their defense has now given up big plays. That's kind of been an issue. You saw that in the Chargers game. Saw that a little bit last week as well. I, I think the Ravens are going to get this win. I don't love the pick. I don't really believe in either of these teams in the playoffs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ravens here. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lamar. Making making a big play at the end of the game to win a big divisional game. So let's let's do it. I think Ravens by a field goal. We're gonna, we're gonna go seventeen to fourteen. I really don't want to pick the Ravens. Like I will actually want to pick us. I actually want to pick the Steelers in an upset, but I can't pick the Steelers because they got waxed forty-one to ten to the Bengals last week. Big Ben threw two picks, had a quarterback rating of sixty-five and a half. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, not doing it. Can't trust Big Ben. I know the second I pick the Steelers to upset, Big Ben's going to play was, like shit. I was shit. laughing so hard watching that game. Oh my God, so dude. Watching that game. I'm, I'm seeing the highlights on Red Zone and uh, <laughs> flip back to the game. And, and I think the announcers are talking about how like, like, oh, this is looking really ugly for the Steelers. And then that very play, Big Ben throws a pick six. <laughs> so it got even more ugly. And then they're, they're showing clips of him like sitting on the bench like with his head down you know that that big ben look during a loss oh man it's it was it was funny yeah it's like remember remember last year when they played in cincinnati that was the ryan finley game 
Oh, like the Steelers were like, yeah. I, I think at that point they were still like the number one seed. Oh, they dude, were, yeah, and they upsetted them. Yeah, that's but they were right. kind of starting to fall off a little bit, and the Bengals come out and wax them on Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah. Goodness, uh, <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, <laughs> dude, okay. So I, I would have loved, loved to have been a fly on the wall and like in Tomlin's meeting with the team after that game. Uh, Dang, the Steelers really fell apart at the end of the season last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, you can blame that on Big reports, Ben. Though, that, that this is it for Big Ben. He's not. Yeah, no I heard. Be a stealer, yeah, so. I was hearing that too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. Now, knowing knowing that the Steelers just got completely waxed against the Bengals last week, and the Ravens won a tough game. Like, watch the Steelers like being at home. They just like they win the game. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The Steelers and Ravens always have good games. I expect this game to actually be pretty close. Did you pick a score already? Yeah, I said 17 to 14. It's probably going to be higher scoring than that. But we'll just stick with that for now. I think it'll be lower scoring, but I think it'll be close. I'll say 21 to 20. Baltimore barely wins and hang, they hang on. I I mean, if the, Ravens, if the Ravens don't win this game, I mean, that's just going to be indicative to how overrated they are, Gledhill. I mean, eight and three, they lose to the Steelers. I know it's a division game, but still, like, you can't lose that game, especially if you're a number one seed. I don't know. And I think that this is it for the Steelers. If they lose this game, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're still in it. They're obviously trending downwards now, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs if they lose this game. Uh, that's just me personally. And I, I did make a mistake. I said Sunday night football. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought this game got flexed to Sunday night football. It actually got flexed at 325. So I'm guessing that they were already at 12 o'clock. So I, I think it got, it got flexed to 325. Uh, so that's good there. Uh, but the other games that got flex is 49ers Seahawks got moved down to 325 because they were originally the Sunday night football game. And the Sunday night football game is now Broncos and Chiefs. So we'll see how that uh, that goes there. But I, I know a couple games got flexed. So I, that's why I made a mistake. I apologize for that. Next game, uh, we have the 49ers going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle has won 13 of the last 15 games for San Francisco. They beat them earlier in the season. That was back when the Seahawks were actually a pretty decent team. 49ers were up and down. But now the 49ers, uh, they've won three straight now. They are looking a lot better. Seattle's looking terrible. I wonder what the spread in this game is. If I had to guess, I would say that San Francisco's favored by like four to five points. But let me go ahead and double check because I am not for sure. Yeah, okay. See, I was close. San Francisco's favored by three. Well, Gladhill, I know I've been asking you whose turn it is, and I know you picked the last few games. I'm going to pick this one. Honestly, like division game or not, I got the 49ers winning one way or another. I think they're playing better football. They're making that playoff push. They are looking healthy right now. And Debo Samuels has been playing outstanding. I mean, I talk a lot of praise about him and there's a reason. I mean, he's the first wide receiver in the Super Bowl era to score a rushing touchdown in three straight games in a single season. He's such a dual threat in terms of being a running back and a good receiver. They can really use him anywhere. He's so physically strong too. You know, his yards after contact's insane and he's hard to bring down. So I got to give credit to Debo Samuels. I got to give credit to the 49ers for playing much, much better football. Time of possession is great. And I know I jumped the gun a little bit on Shanahan after they were three and six. So I apologize for that. They're looking better. This is an easier one for me. I got the 49ers winning. They'll split with the Seahawks. They're not going to get swept. You got to be crazy to pick the Seahawks in this game, in my opinion. So I got 49ers winning. Let's go 28 to 23. Actually, no, Seattle won't even, Seattle won't even score that many points. Seattle can't even score over 20, bro. Give me, give me 28-17 Seattle or uh, San Francisco. You're right. I think early in the season, it was like, oh, there's the Russell Wilson factor. He'll figure it out. But I think I'm, I'm past that at this point. I think last week was my last week where I played the Russell Wilson factor card. So like, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson will figure out a way. 
that's a trap. I'm no longer going to play that card anymore this year. And that's not really an indictment on Russell Wilson. That's more of just an indictment on the whole Seahawks team and how, how bad they've been. So uh, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going to pick the, I'm going to pick the 49ers. I think there's a lot more versatility on the offensive side, but their run game and they've been looking better on the def- on, on defense as well. So Kyle Shanahan's fine. I think people were worrying about him a few weeks ago. There's nothing to worry about right now. I think, like I said, all team, all, all these teams are going to go through their, their share of struggles at times. So I'm, I'm going to take the Niners to uh, win and cover 29 to 17. I got two questions for you, Gladhill, because I know you're really high on Russell Wilson. My first question is, is he regressing now because he's getting older or is he just not healthy? I want to ask you that. Or is it a little bit of both? I want to ask you that. So that's my first question. Okay. My second question, would you see him as a better fit in Philly or New York? Because there has been rumors about him going to either of those teams. So you can answer which one first. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't see Philly making that move. I, well, well, we'll go back to the first question. I don't think he's regressing. I think he's just going through some tough times right now. I think he, he's just having injury issues. Seahawks are pretty bad as a team. I think he's doing what he can to get this team ready to go week to week. But honestly, I don't know what's going on in Seattle. I, I would love to be, I'd love to be there at those meetings, kind of get to see everything, get to see you know, you know how how all this is unfolding. This is this is kind of unfamiliar territory for Russell Wilson and unfamiliar territory for this team. All I know is that Russell Wilson has a burning passion in his heart for winning and doing things the right way. And I know that he's sitting up there in, in the rainy, rainy Seattle right now saying, this is, this is horrible. Like, I don't want to be on a losing football team. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, are about to start a, a lengthy rebuild. I think this team is right at the bottom of their collapse. I think this is, this is, all, this is all collapsing down right now. I think you look at a lot of teams in the league, I think they have like directions going forward. The Seahawks, you know, they lose Russell Wilson. They have absolutely no direction. And you're starting from ground zero. I think you're you're starting, you know, you're having a team that's going to have the number one pick in the draft for a couple of years. They're going to, you know, really have to figure out, you know, what their plan is going to be in the future at quarterback, how they're going to rebuild the defense, what they're going to do at coach. There's so many questions this team has to answer. And Russell Wilson's kind of caught up in the middle of that right now. So Russell Wilson's still a great quarterback. It's been a rough year, but he has been – really healthy up until this season up until last season i i, th- I think he'll come back i i think something's off with him i i want to see him go somewhere else i actually don't know what is this what is his contract information what is he i know he has uh, a no trade clause right until unless he elects to obviously yeah i'm not sure but to answer my own question that i asked you i don't i mean i think he might be regressing a little bit but I've you you guys have been hearing me talk about Russell Wilson. I think that Seattle hasn't done a good job producing around him. Like they haven't addressed their O line. Like tell me tell me an offensive lineman that they have that they like that they drafted recently that like ended up being a stud. Man, like they haven't addressed anything. DK Metcalf's a beast, but it doesn't matter when their offensive line sucks, and it doesn't matter when you have a head coach that is just outdated. I don't know. I just think Russell Wilson needs to move on. <laughs> the fact that they have the same record as the Jets, who would have thought that? Like, I, I thought Seattle would have been the worst team in this division going into the season, but I had them still winning about nine to 10 games. Like, the, the fact that they're three and eight, I didn't think it would be that bad. Now, the past few weeks, I haven't picked them because picking them to freaking beat the, the Cardinals in an upset with Colt McCoy, I was like, yeah, this is if Seattle, Seattle can't move the ball, like, Russell Wilson's clearly not healthy. They got shut out by Green Bay the week prior to that. Like, I, I can't do it. Like, you know, and like you were saying, Glad Hell, they had the 
it was the Russell Wilson effect, right? Like, oh, they're, they'll figure it out. I mean, as long as they have Russ, they'll still figure it out. But now that you can classify him as he can't save them and they're just a bad football team. Uh, did you have anything else to say? I know you were looking at his contract. I mean, he's not an unrestricted free agent until 2024. I mean, there would be a trade. Yeah, I'm trying to think, would he fit better in, with the Jets or the Giants? I mean, not the Jets, sorry, the, uh, the Eagles or the Giants. I think if he comes into Philadelphia, he's going to have better pieces around him. He's going to have better you know, coaching staff around him. I would say if I'm Russell Wilson, I would rather go to Philly, but I just don't know if the Eagles would make that move. I, I, I'm I'm 100% certain the Giants are going to want to move off Daniel Jones, but with Jalen Hurts, he had a really bad week last week, so everyone kind of has that bad taste in their mouths, but I think he's been okay this year. I think there might be some decisions they're going to have to make with him. but I think his job's safe at least another year. I would say so. But then again, maybe maybe they are going to be really aggressive and say, you know what? We know we know for a fact that Russell Wilson is better than the guy we have right now. We're going to go do this. But I get this kind of sense that that's not going to happen. I would lo- Okay, I, I wouldn't love it because I'm a Cowboys fan. So I would hate it regardless because I don't want to be in the NFC East. But I, would, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him in New York. So, so before the season, Russell Wilson's agent identified four teams. Cowboys. Saints, Cow- Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Yeah, I knew the and Bears and the at, Cowboys were in there. You look at those teams, Cowboys aren't going to do it, obviously. No. The Ra- I'm the glad Raiders they didn't do it. Yeah, the Raiders aren't going to do it. I'm sorry. They're not going to. No. I think they're going to keep moving forward, Derek Carr, and, and, and kind of address other needs on the team and try, you know, try and, and get better. Well, this was last year, though, right? Right. The Bears have, have Justin Fields now. I mean, yeah. the Saints, maybe. I mean, I could see that. I could see Sean Payton like, look, we got to get a guy in here. And they're going to they're gonna give, I mean, especially with how they've been playing with Simeon. And I guess we'll see how Hill is. I don't think Hill's going to do anything. But no. the point is, I think they're going to give, I mean, they showed a lot of promise with Winston. And I think he's a really good game manager. He's serviceable. You know, he has the ability. I mean, he at least has the ability to, you know, put up a lot of numbers. Now he might throw a lot of picks with it, but he at least has the ability. So I think they're going to give Winston another year too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's the saints. There's, I mean, Carolina is super aggressive. Do they make a push? I say Carolina needs a quarterback for sure. Yeah. I could see that as a good fit. And they're, they're building a young team. Russell Wilson, kind of that veteran leader with who's gone to two Super Bowls, one, one there's Washington, potentially Miami. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Philadelphia, Miami, Denver. Denver, yeah. Pittsburgh, yes. Big Ben's going to be gone, thankfully, next year. Even if the rumors aren't true or not, regardless, like, you got to look at, like, this is Big Ben's last year, right? Like, he can't play another year with the Steelers. No, he's not. No, they're going to have to do something. I don't know if it's... You hear the Aaron Rodgers rumors, obviously. I mean, that, you know, but you he, he, he do that every year. The last few years, I feel like every year you're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go here. He's going to go there. That's all a tease at this point to me. I don't see that actually happening. Lions? I'm just kidding. No, he wouldn't go. He, he, would, he would not wave, wave his no trade clause to go to Detroit. Oh, my God. Uh, Might as well just stay in Seattle. He would look so bad. I, I'm picturing Russell Wilson in a Lions jersey right now. He would look, that would look so bad, dude. <laughs> Russell Wilson looks so bad. And it, he looks good in the Seahawks uniform. Yeah. I mean, he's been there so know, long. Put him, put him in, the, in, in that like Hawaiian blue and like silver. Ugh, it's gross. Oh, man. God. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm glad lots to talk about Russell Wilson in the future, so especially in this offseason. So we'll be 
be aware for that when we when it becomes because uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something crazy happen, especially a trade. Next game, this is the Sunday Night Football game that I made a mistake earlier. This is actually the Sunday Night Football game. Kansas City uh, is at home. They're playing the Denver Broncos, and Kansas City's favored by 8.5. Gledhill, the Broncos coming off a big win versus the Chargers, another team that is just kind of, ooh, man, like Denver. <laughs> they freaking wax the Cowboys, lose to the Eagles. I, I don't know how to feel about this uh, this Broncos team. I mean, I, I'd say they're very average. They're the definition of an average football team. They have some good pieces. I, I will say Vic Fangio has done okay. But like I said, they got to figure out their quarterback situation. So, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys who's serviceable, but he I don't think he's a franchise guy. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he'll play good on a team as a backup, but he's just not going to be a starting guy. That's just what I look at him. Chiefs, on the other hand, coming off a bye, just beat Dallas two weeks ago. Looks like they're getting things back on track. I'll pick this game again because, like I said, you've been playing, you've been picking a lot of these games. I got Kansas City. I mean, in Arrowhead, it's going to be loud. Denver, I don't think Denver's going to outscore them. Maybe they'll, they'll force Mahomes a couple turnovers. Patrick Chatan had a pick six last week. But overall, I think Denver is just going to get outscored. I think they're going to get outplayed, and the Chiefs aren't going to lose this game. I think the Chiefs are starting to figure some things out. Eight and a half. Yeah, I like it. Honestly, I really like it. Give me the Chiefs to win by 10. Let's go. Chiefs win 29 to 19. Who do you got? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll take I'll take the Chiefs. I don't really have a, a ton to say about this game. There's really not much more much to say. <laughs> yeah. They've won 11 straight game against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they're even right now with the, uh, the Chargers and the Raiders. So really competitive AFC West right now. Man, this is a big game for Denver. This would be a massive win for them. Don't imagine that going on the road to Arrowhead and getting this done. If they if they beat them and then the Chargers win, they're like, you boom right there. Chargers back in it. Patrick Sertan is an absolute stud. Oh, I know. I wanted him. I, I, I wanted that I, man. I'm so I'm so happy. I mean, honestly, I'm happy with the Parsons pick. But man, he Sertan would have been would have been pretty good too. Uh, holy oh, cow! Oh yeah, I think Parsons. I'm amazed of how good he is this early. And you couldn't go wrong with either of those guys on the team. You know what I mean? Right. You know, they, they've been doing some some work on the offensive side, too. I mean, Cortland Sutton's been good. You got some, a couple other receivers in there, too. They got Jerry um, Judy back. That's good. Yeah. Well, it is an arrowhead, though. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think it'll be close. Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. I don't think they're going to cover that. I think it'll be like 30 to 26 or something. Okay. All right, next game. This is the game we've been all been waiting for, Gledhill. Big, huge game in the AFC. We got the New England Patriots going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. New England has won seven of the last eight games, started the season one and three. Mac Jones, we talked about him, talked about Bill Belichick, we talked about that defense, we talked about that offensive line, we talked about everything. Patriots are on a roll. They've been playing much better football than the Bills, who are at seven and four, but the Bills got back on track after waxing the Saints. They needed that win. I mean, like I said, if you're a good team, you need to blow out a bad team. And that's that's exactly what Buffalo did. Josh Allen, the turnovers concerned me a little bit. He did throw two picks in that game. He's been turning the ball over a little bit more than I want him to, especially a guy that is always in the MVP conversation the past few years. So if Josh Allen throws two picks against the Patriots, if you're telling me Josh Allen is going to throw two picks in this game, I'm going to pick the Patriots. So he, he needs to have a really good game if they want to win this game. I know it's in Buffalo, but... The way New England's playing, man, like uh, I'm honestly surprised Buffalo's favorite. I mean, I guess they're they're at home and 
they were better earlier in the season, but I don't know. I think the Patriots, honestly, I would pick, I think the Patriots would be favored, but you never know. Sean McDermott's a great coach. Bill Belichick's a great coach. I lo- love to see how these teams are going to call plays against each other, dial up some good game plans with the adjustments they make, especially going into halftime. If one team has another lead over the other, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited to watch this game on Monday Night Football. I got to wait. Let me, let me share some information real quick on this game. The Bills did break the Belichick curse last week. They won their first game against the Patriots since 2016. But obviously, the Patriots have, have been a much different team this wait, year. With wait, who? Wait, huh? who? Who broke the curse? The Bills did last year. They beat the Patriots for the first time since 2016. Oh, shoot. You said last week. I was confused. Last year. Okay, last I got year. you. Last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah, my bad. No, you're, no um, you're good. You're good. Yep. Swept the Patriots last year. The Pats, I mean, obviously, they've been a different team this year. Rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. You know, they're, they're led by that defense. A lot of people are comparing this to the 2001 Patriots. I, I can definitely see some, see some resemblances there. Yeah, it's a good team, man. Really, really good team. The last six weeks, they've won by an average of 25 points. Yeah. That's insane to me. They've outscored their opponents 148 during the win streak. I think going into the season, people could see the Bills doing that, right? The Bills kind of have that firepower on offense. They can beat teams by a lot of points. You know, when, when it goes great for the Bills, it goes really great. They, they're a very high upside team. Patriots, on the other hand, they're kind of they don't really feel like a team that that blows a lot of people out. They kind of feel like a team that's going to win a lot of close, low scoring yeah. games. They're going to kind of be a defensive led, but no, they've been beating teams by 25 points per game. Yeah. It shows dominance. I'd imagine they've been really, really good against the spread, which means they've been a little undervalued. Oh, this game though, man, it's so tough. This is, this is the toughest game. It's the best game of the week. And it's also the toughest game of the week for me to predict. Whew. I just don't know what kind of Bills team we're going to see. I think it kind of is dependent on that, right? I mean, oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. If we get uh, New England, if we get New England's team, we've seen the last six weeks versus Buffalo's team that's been up and down. It could get ugly. You have the Bills, who like you know the last five weeks have had a couple of impressive victories. I'd say the Saints on the road on Thanksgiving that was pretty impressive. They handed to the Jets, which you know whatever. They beat the Dolphins, you know, whatever. But that, that Jaguars loss was definitely head-scratching. And then, and then also that Colts loss was pretty ugly, too. Oh, on the road. If this were in Foxborough, this would be so easy. But it's in Buffalo. Is it my turn to pick? I know I've been talking Oh, no, 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 no. I'm glad, I'm glad you stopped. I'm going to pick this game. Go for it. I feel like whatever I pick, Gletho, you're going to differ from me. We'll see. Hey, do what you want. I got the New England Patriots. I got the New England Patriots. I mean, I don't care if it's in Buffalo. I mean, I know it's a division game, but look at what the Colts did to them in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. I mean, I love Bills Mafia. I think they're one of the. I think they're the best fan base in the NFL. They're the most loyal fans. They've been. Gr- they're great. I have. I have a Bills fan. I have, I have a friend who's a Bills fan, and he's very loyal to that team. Love that dude. And I mean, yeah, I, I love the Bills. The Bills are just a team that I really like. I would. I honestly like. I'm a way bigger fan of the Bills organization over the Patriots, specifically because the Patriots all those years, I just, uh, I always wanted them to lose just because they were good. And I know, I know that's like something a hater would say, but like, it's like the Warriors and the team has so much success for that long. I'm always, I'm going to root for the underdog. Uh, so it almost seems like the Bills are the underdog in this, in this scenario. Like, it's almost like, oh, it's going back to the old roots where Bill Belichick owned the AFCs. He owned the Bills for all those years until last year. It's looking like, oh, well, this is Buffalo's division now. But now this year, the Patriots are back. It's like they took a down year and they're like, they're trying to remind Buffalo, hey, this is still our division. This is still our division. Like, I know, I know last year y'all had it and we thought it was, a you know, passing the torch, but no, we're still here. 
we're still here. And I think they're still here, Gledhill. So give me the Pats, man. Buffalo's got to play really good. They got to play almost perfect if they want to win this game. I like the Pats in this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be upper 20s, and I think it's going to be very exciting. So you're going to want to tune into this game. If I were to miss every game this week, I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch the Cowboys game. I'm not going to miss that game. But if I were to miss all the other Sunday games, I would be okay if as long as I get to watch this matchup. So that's how excited I am for it. Bill's favored by three. I mean, shoot, if you want to call it an upset or not, I don't think it's an upset. Give me the Patriots to win 28 to 26. Close game. Who do you got? I'm going to go Buffalo Bills to win at home. This is a gamble because I don't know what kind of Bills team we're going to get. So I think picking either of these teams is kind of a gamble because we really have, we have no clue. But you need this. I, I do kind of need this. Yeah, that's another point. I do need this game. It's in Buffalo. Like I said, when they're on, they're on. And I think they're going to be dialed in for this game. They're going to be ready to go. This isn't a 12 o'clock game against the, the Jaguars or, or the Colts. Or I think they're going to be ready for this game. I think we're going to see the best, the better Bills team come in, and uh, they're going to win this game at home. I'm going to go 31 to 27. Well, don't get too comfortable because uh, the Patriots and the Bills have to play in uh, three more weeks. So they're going to play again. They're probably going to split. I don't see any teams sweeping one another, but I mean, I, I think I got the Pats this time. So we'll see what happens. Big week this week, Gledhill. I know we differed a little bit, but you need to come back because I did pull away from you a little bit in the standings. Big weekend for college football. We got the conference championship games coming up this week. See who's in the college football playoffs. So it's going to be a busy week. And then we got Sunday games, of course, and then we got the Cowboys tonight. So hopefully they can get it done. Gledhill, thanks for joining me. And we'll see you guys next week.